Okay, if you will, grab your Bibles. Uh, we are going to be in Ephesians 1. Hopefully, if, uh, if you don't have a Bible, maybe you've got one on your phone, but we want you to be able to see the Word of God for yourself. Grab a Bible. We're continuing this series in Ephesians, seeing the Word of the Lord to us in this day because the Word, of, the, the, the word from Ephesians is bringing certainty to us in a very uncertain world. There's this, the Word of certainty in an uncertain world. That's what we're seeing in Ephesians. That's what we're exploring. If you guys would, we're going to read the scripture, our text this morning together. So if you would stand with me. Let's stand and we're going to go to Ephesians chapter 4. I don't know if I gave you the address yet. Sorry. Ephesians chapter 4. You guys that are with us at home, grab your Bibles. And Ephesians chapter 4, if you want to stand with us, that's great too. But we're going to read the word of God together and then I'm going to pray and then we're going to dive in here. Ephesians chapter Four, we're going to start in verse 1. This is Paul writing, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to, wit, to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called, to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But grace was given to each of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he, he led a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. This is all, this word men here, uh, uh, anthropoi means men and women. This is humankind. Verse 9, the earth, the earth. Uh, he who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. Verse 11, and he gave the apostles and the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds or pastors and, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of faith and knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves, carried by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes, rather speaking the truth in love. We're to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Father, I pray that you would put this word deep in our hearts. I pray you'd give us grace to walk in this, to believe this truth, and to walk in it in powerful ways. Would you cover us, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, you can be seated. Okay. Here's a question. I need you to be bold, brave, and answer this as quickly as you can. I was on vacation just a couple weeks ago. Got to hang out with my father-in-law. We both have a passion for grilling meat. And so we were having, the, of course, this is what men do, is you just talk more about meat. And it, eventually the conversation moves to, what's your last meal? You ever had the conversation like, what's your last meal? If you got a last meal, right? What is your last meal? So I just, so, you know, we start talking about steaks, but we you know we get a little nuanced. Like, you can't just say steak. It's like, is it a ribeye or is it a 
ribeye. <laughs> I mean, all right, that's the, that's the right kind of bait. Anyway, so what's, what's your last meal? Just, just maybe it's a side dish. Just throw, give me some things. If you guys are online, throw your uh, last meal into the chat there. Or if you're with us on Facebook, you can put it in the comments. What's your last meal? Last meal, say it. What, cream cheese? Oh, mac, mac and cheese. I was like, just a vat of cream cheese. Let's just do that. That's awesome. No, I love mac and cheese. Good mac and cheese. Yeah, that's good. What else? Last meal. Lasagna. Lasagna. Yes. Did you say Cobb salad? Yeah. No, hey. No, you're, that's healthy, though. That's good. I feel ashamed for my steak right now. I wish I was healthier. Okay, I need to work on it. I'm going to pray through that. Okay, that's good. No, Cobb salad. Yes, come on. Cobb salad. Come on. I love it. What else? USDA prime ribeye. Come on. That's what I'm talking about. Jesus has spoken. We can just go home. I feel like we were done with the sermon. Okay, one or two other last meal. Salmon, I love salmon. We're, we're, we're a salmon family. Good? Okay, that's awesome. Last meal is important. You're thinking like, hey, if I'm not going to be around much longer, what's my last meal? That's a great thing to think. But I want you to think, if you, if you were actually, Paul's writing this letter from prison. It's fun to think about last meal, but if you were actually thinking like, my days are going to end, what would you say? What would be the thing that you would say to the people that mean the most to you? It's, it's kind of fun to think about last meal, but what would you actually say? What would you communicate? What would you give away? What would be in your heart to speak to someone to say, hey, I want you to know this before I leave, before I'm gone, this is the word that I want to share with you. Church, that's what's happening here in Ephesians. Paul is in prison in Rome. He is going to meet his end his life is on its last days, months, years. We don't know exactly where he's at in terms of when he wrote this. But he's in prison. He's finishing out his life. And he writes this letter, to, if you will, to his children. This is a word to kiddos that, to, to, if you will, his kiddos that he's saying, hey, this is what I want to say to you. This is a father speaking to sons and daughters. This is a leader who's speaking to those that he cares for, that he's built up. He's thinking about his family that's vulnerable, right? He's thinking about the Ephesian church, and he just got it off the ground before he moves on to plant the next church. And he has things that he wants to say. He's invested time in this people, and he's looking at them, and he says, listen, I know you're living in uncertain times you're living in a world that does not value and believe what you believe and value. You're living in a world that's increasingly hostile toward this truth that we have, right? He's speaking to the Ephesian church. I feel like he's speaking right to us in this moment by the Holy Spirit. And here's what he wants to say. If there's a central theme and a message that Paul wants to say, or the Holy Spirit would want to say to the church in uncertain times where people are hostile to the truth or the message of the gospel, what does he want to say to them? And he, here's what he says. He says, be unified. Here's the message. Here's what he wants to get across to you and to me this morning. Be unified. He says, I urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling. Here's what I I'm looking for. I want you to walk in humility and gentleness. All right, we're in it. Listen, he's speaking to a church that's in a chaotic age, and he's saying, you carry humility 
and gentleness and patience. Let me tell you something. I can't think of a more a word that's more opposite to our current culture right now than patience. Be patient. Then he says, bearing with one another in love, meaning you're gonna go through some rough stuff, but I want you to come and bear, hold each other in love. Eager to maintain this unity that comes not from your doctrines, not from your way of living. It comes from the Holy Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit is gonna unify you and bring you together because you're called into this faith together, one faith and one baptism and one Lord, one Father over all. He's calling them to this place. Maintain this unity. Come together. Be unified. Become a people in an age of anger and frustration and isolation and chaos. What does this good leader say to his children, so to speak? This is good father say to his Hey, be unified in humility and gentleness in peace, the Holy Spirit of peace. And I even just want to say, listen, the Lord is bringing this house together to be unified here. This people, when I say this people, I'm talking about New River Fellowship, you guys that are with us online as well, hear this, that God is bringing us to be unified together in this moment, to come together. How do I know that he's doing that for this house? Because this is what he's doing for his people. He's bringing his people together. You understand he's calling us into this place of unity because he's doing it everywhere in his kingdom. And so the question then becomes, how do we become unified? In what way? How do you and I truly become unified? How do we get unified under the spirit of peace over our lives? And here's what he says. Here's the message. Grow, grow, grow in Christ. If you want us to be unified, it's not going to come by all the ideologies going around us. It's going to come by growing in Christ. Because he says here, listen, it says in verse 11, he gives apostles and he gives prophets and he gives evangelists and he gives pastors and he gives teachers by which you're one of these, just so you know. Okay, you're one of these. And we're going to talk about that actually more next week. And wet your whistle for next week, okay? All right, but we're going to go, we're going to talk about this because you're one of these. But he's raising these people up with these gifts. And he says, because here's what I want to do. I want to equip the saints because there's ministry to be done. Because let me tell you, the only answer to the chaos of the world is Jesus, the gospel is the only answer. And he's calling, he's saying, hey, everything that you're doing, your job is about Jesus, and your family is about Jesus, and this gathering is about Jesus. Your commute home from work at the end of the day is about Jesus, and he's calling us. And he's saying, I'm, I'm building the body up for this purpose because I want us to attain the unity of the faith, of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood or womanhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. I want you to be built up that the way that we'll be unified, ready for whatever lies ahead, right? We do not know what, I can guarantee you, when we had, when you were at January, it was like December 31st, and you were partying with your weirdo 2020 glasses, we all had them, right? 2020 over your eyeballs. You know what I'm talking about. You wore them. Come on, that's what I'm talking about. There, there you go. All right, we were all so pumped for 2020. No one had any clue the dumpster fire this year would be. Okay? No, no, no one. All right? Except the Son of God. 
He knew what was coming. He's the only safe place to go. And he's saying, church, be unified. And here's how you'll be unified. Grow. You can grow in the midst of chaos. Listen, chaos does not take down the Son of God. So anyone who has the Son of God alive inside of them, they're growing. You're going past the chaos and becoming a voice of life and hope and peace. There's ministry to be done there, are, there is peace to proclaim. There is hope to give away. And the way that we do this, we come, he's saying, be unified. And the way that we're unified is grow. Go deep. Go. We're going to grow in Christ. This is a moment for us to go deeper in the Lord, to see the Lord move in supernatural and powerful ways. And see, he asks us this. He says, do this. Come to the, he says, get the fullness of Christ in you, to be Built up, fullness, growing. Why? Why? Verse 14 answers the question. So that we may no longer be children tossed by the waves and carried by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we're to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ says, you want to be able to come up over the fray? Listen, there's a thousand different kind of doctrines and ideas that are going on, right? Just depends on which channel you watch is the one that you're going to get for the day, right? The voice that rises above the noise will not be the loudest one. It's going to be the one that actually offers real peace and real hope. There's going to be a ton. There are a ton of loud voices going on right now politically, socially, the only one that will rise above is the one that actually brings real peace and real hope. That's what people are so desperate for. And God's appointing leaders in his church of which you and I are a part to magnify Jesus and to see the spiritual atmosphere of our city changed. To be agents of change. He does not want us tossed by the waves of every idea being thrown around right now. So listen, listen to me. If your source of hope is put in a movement or a political ideology, I can promise you, you will be left empty and wanting in the end. There's one place, right? Cancel culture, outrage culture, Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter, Make America Great Again, or whatever Biden's slogan is going to be whenever they let him out of the basement, right? Okay, sorry, that was a political joke. Sorry, okay. So we got to just lighten up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? All these, all these ideas going on, they're all fighting each other, right? And there's merit. You could find merits to each one of these slogans. You could find some truth or goodness in some of each one of these kind of little things. But none of them, none of them are the place where we'll find peace and hope. That comes in Christ alone. And Paul's looking at his people saying, dive. If you want to rise up and have a voice of hope and truth in this moment. If you want to be something in this season, dive deep. Go there with him in maturity in the Lord. Dive into him. Grow in Christ. Grow in Christ with each other. 
Grow in Christ with each other. That's how we walk through this. And can you guys throw that on the screen just so you, they can see it? Grow in Christ with each other. God wants to take us there to be conformed into the image of Jesus. It's what he wants to do. Listen, he wants you in the image of anyone else. You need to hear this. This is important, okay? Because the comparison game and the ideology game is going on all the time, constantly. He wants you in the image of Jesus, not anyone else, not Trump, not Biden, not black, not white, not conservative, not liberal, Christ. Christ magnified. I love it. We were, uh, my son and I were on a mission trip in Israel uh, last fall, and we're sitting there and getting to hear from uh, a, 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 a messianic Jewish pastor, leader, calling Jewish people, so he's this Jewish guy, calling people into following their Messiah. This is all, uh, just, I got to see his, his congregation, his people, got to see his ministry and what they're doing, and then the next day, we're on, a, we're on a conference call with an Arab pastor who's in Bethlehem. And our group is being led by a guy from Brazil and a, 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 a woman from uh, Korea. So they're lead, So I'm going, I'm like, I'm hang, we're hanging out with a Jewish leader in God's church. Then we're talking with an Arab leader in God's church. And then we're being led by a guy from Brazil and a woman from Korea. And I'm going, let me tell you, if you want to see unity and harmony among the races and peoples of the earth, the gospel is the answer. Jesus Christ is the only one that has the power to bring people together. And he's calling us to go deep in him. This is the moment we don't mess around. We go deep and near to the Lord. I don't even know what time it is. All right. Okay, good. I'm sorry. I just want to make sure we finish rightly. This is what the Father wants. Unity that comes from growing, not just deep in Christ, but doing it together. This is what the Lord wants to do in our lives a good father wants to see his children grow. In fact, we, uh, with our kids, we like to joke with our kids that they don't have permission to keep growing. Like every time a birthday comes around, I'm like, who gave you permission to turn 10? That's so wrong, you know? And we like to joke that we don't want our kids to grow because we love and treasure this moment with them. But listen to me. If they weren't actually growing, we'd be doing everything we could to make sure they were okay and thriving if you're a loving parent, you want your kids to thrive. You want them to be growing. God's looking over us as a father over us saying, I have growth. I have life for you. Your life is not on hold in this moment. This is a moment for growth for you. It might be chaos for everyone else, but not you, child. Not you, son. Not you, daughter. This is a moment for growth. So grab hold of it. What is God doing? What is he saying? What is he speaking? How is he going to lead us? into the days ahead. We are meant to grow. And the question is, well, how, we, how do we do that? And his, Paul's answer is, you do it together. You wanna grow deep in Christ? You aren't gonna do it on an island. You gotta do this thing together with people. We're gonna love each other. We're gonna bear with each other in love. We're gonna push each other a little bit to go beyond some of the bounds, right? It's what a, a good marriage does. 
It's awesome to have a great partner, but it's just a little bit uncomfortable because they're pushing on some stuff that you don't like, all right, because it's not you. My, my wife does that for me all the time. Really helpful at just pushing on some stuff. I'm like, ah, don't, don't mess with me about this stuff. I don't like to kind of, but she's good because she knows what the Lord wants to do. She'll just keep pushing a little bit. This, what, this is what the, this is what our church is meant to be and to do, meant to be built up so that we can see Jesus moving in our lives. And I love what he says here in this text because here's, here's what Paul actually says. My growth in Christ is connected to your growth in Christ. So what he says is we're all, mem- we're all members of the same body and we're all playing a different part. And you have giftings and anointings and talents and abilities that I need. And vice versa. We need each other for growth, for development. And so here's the question. How are we going to live this out together in this weird season where we're not even really supposed to like, be within you know, six feet of anyone How are we supposed to do this? How are we going to be built up? We were asking this in a really very specific way for our church body and for our family. How are we going to do this? And so we're going to make some shifts for our church in this moment. I just want to share those with you about where we're going in the days ahead. Number one, we believe, based on the number of people that we have, that we can begin to pull our people together into one service, into one service time. So we're going to move. We've been in two services just trying to make sure that everybody has enough breathing and elbow room, but we think we can bring our people together. So we're moving to a 930 unified in Christ, Ephesians unified, all right, Sunday service at 930. So you guys just came at 9. Starting next Sunday, we're moving to 930, both in person and live stream. So you guys live stream. Everybody gets an extra half hour to sleep. Some of you are going, thank you, Jesus. All right. In person and live stream, we'll, we'll continue to have kids ministry for everyone from the ages of birth through kindergarten, and we're going to continue to watch what's happening with our schools as our schools reopen, keeping our eye on for when we reopen our elementary ministry. We're hoping for that to be soon, but we're moving that to 930, okay? 930, we'll have kids ministry, and we're just, we'll also have, so here's what we're going to do to just make this easy. We're going to have bracelets, because bracelets are the thing, or they were like 10 years ago, right? But we're just going to have bracelets for you, so you can just come in, and hey, if you got a red bracelet on, everybody knows, hey, you need some space, all right? You need your six feet, and we're going to just love you that way. Uh, if you're like yellow, like, hey, I'm cool with talking and like chit-chatting, but, but maybe don't touch me, then that's your yellow. But if you're like, hey, hugs, high fives, I'm all in, green bracelet, all right? That way you can walk in here. So when you come, we'll have just a quick welcome tent, and that's like you grab your bracelet, and if like you're green, go. But hey, if you're red, you come in, you wear your mask with pride, okay? I, uh, we're not gonna be like, we're not gonna be judgy. You just come. If we have a little bit fuller room, then that's okay. You just do what's comfortable for you, okay? And then secondly, we're not going to get rid of our second service hour. What we're going to do is at 1045, we're opening up River U, all right? River U, and we're beginning classes. 
So if we're gonna, supposed to go deep in Christ, if that's the call on our lives to go deep, then we're going to start growing together. We're opening up opportunities for us to continue to be with one another, growing in the things of God. Be with one another, growing in the things of God. This is the most important season of our entire lives to be together. So we're going to create as many avenues as we can. So throw that, throw that back up there. 10.45, so we'll have 9.30 to 10.30 as our, our, our worship hour. We'll have 15-minute break, and then at 10.45, we'll have two different classes. We're going to start with two different classes. We're going to add classes as we have teachers and opportunity. One class will be a deep dive on Ephesians, so we're, we're going through Ephesians. We're going to go deeper together in Ephesians. One of them is going to be crucial conversations where we're hearing the testimonies and the works of God in different people in our church. You've, if you've ever gotten, like, I really want to know my church family better, you need to come to Crucial Conversations. You need to come and be a part of that. It's going to be a great class. So we have those classes. We also have groups that are starting. Uh, we're looking to launch new small groups on September 13th. So if you're not a part of a group, we want you to get into, jump into a group. We're going to give you ways to be able to sign up for groups. Listen, we're going to have groups that are going to be in-person groups. We'll have groups, some groups that are going to be online. I want to encourage you, listen, some of you just need connection. You had not been connected at all. You're kind of out there, and this is an opportunity for us to say, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be connected. I'm gonna grab some. Some of you just need to, you need to, like, you just might need to grab two other people and say, hey, for the next six weeks, let's just dive in together. See what the Lord wants to do. We're gonna go six weeks, and then we're done. But we'll have short-term groups. We'll have some that are gonna go all semester long. We'll tell you more about that, but we just want you to know, you've got classes, you've got small groups, but guys, we're going to be connected, we're going to be unified, and we're going on a journey together. We're gonna be a part of what God's calling us to do. This is the most important moment for us to be connected and to be a, a part of what God is doing. You guys stand with me. So we're just going to declare, just to finish this morning, say, I'm going to see the victory because the battle belongs to the Lord. We're going to finish this morning just by making that declaration. I'm going to see a victory because the battle belongs to the Lord. That God has incredible plans for this church. He has incredible plans for Franklin. He has incredible plans for Middle Tennessee. We're all going to be a part of that together, unified together coming together. Father, I'm asking that you would grant a supernatural grace over our family to come together, to be unified in the spirit of peace, that we would grow, 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 grow in this season in you, that we would dive deep in you, that we'd get connected with your Holy Spirit and get connected with each other, that we would not be on an island and we would not get left behind in this moment, but we'd feel and experience and see and walk in all that you have for us. We ask in Jesus' name. Let's worship, sing this song.